kickback, bring the whole crew. Right around 10 came dressed in the nines. You already know what we really finna do when we pull up on the scene, pull up on the scene, pull up on the scene, yeah, we pull up on the scene. Hello, 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 my lovely people. It's I, Sia, back to you with another show. Ooh, 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 yeah, yeah. All right, hello. <laughs> How's everyone doing on this lovely Sunday evening or the evening or morning of whatever day you're listening to this episode on? I hope everyone had lovely, relaxing weeks. I hope you guys are gearing up to enjoy your spring break and have such a wonderful vacation for everyone whose trips are canceled because of the Corona-19 virus. I'm so sorry. It's tragic (sighs) having to deal with all of this unexpected delays in our programming, but we move. So... I pray that you guys will all remain healthy wherever you may be. For those who are continuing to travel to whichever countries or stay in the U.S., you know there's cases there too. I pray you guys will all remain healthy and stay sane. So before I tell you about my past week, let me just tell you about The Economist. The Economist is my favorite news organization, apart from the Daily Pennsylvanian. And for my lucky listeners and the people you're connected to, you guys can all obtain a 12-week, $12 subscription that comes with a free Economist-branded moleskin notebook. So you guys are getting so much bang for your buck, and that's for anyone in the U.S. and Canada. And then for my students, you guys can get a digital economist subscription for 51 weeks, that's a year, for only $51. And again, that also comes with a free economist-branded moleskin notebook. So you guys are getting so much value for your money. The economist is amazing. Get your life, get informed, and click on the link in our description. So let's get into how this week went. I went on a trip to Budapest in Vienna with my friend Anna, and we had such an awesome time. It was my first time in Austria and my first time in Hungary, and... It was just a wonderful four-day trip. Went by super fast, but we did so much in that short amount of time. And I was so happy that we went on the trip. So I left really early on Thursday morning. It was a two-hour flight from Barcelona to Vienna. We landed at 12, and then I went to the Airbnb, and Anna ended up joining me later that evening. So when she got there, we decided to have dinner at this really great restaurant that's historic and underground. That was great. We had schnitzel, of course. Um, We had schnitzel and strudel, and it was wonderful. And then there were musicians at the restaurant, and they serenaded us, and that was awesome. 
and it was just such a lovely evening. And then that evening we also went to this rooftop bar that overlooked Vienna and it was really beautiful, really chill vibes, you know, you know, you know what it is, you know, how we get down. So <laughs> that was great. And it was awesome seeing Anna because we hadn't seen each other since December when we both left Penn. So Anna is studying abroad in Sevilla. Shout out to you, Anna. How you doing? And when this trip came up, I was like, hey, do you want to join? And she's like, yeah. So we did it. It was a great girls trip. Uh, and then the next day, Friday, we woke up early and we hit the ground running. So we went to the Belvedere Palace and witnessed that. Had a wonderful breakfast at the Belvedere Palace. It was so delicious. Ugh. And then we saw wonderful paintings by Klimt. And we also saw... Okay, you guys know that painting of Napoleon that's like in every famous textbook? Well, the Belvedere Palace has that painting and it's massive and so wonderful. And I was just in heaven being around so much culture and fabulousness. After the Belvedere, we went to the Albertina Museum that is technically in a palace that Maria Teresa who was one of the empresses of Hungary that she gave to her daughter. And Maria Teresa is Marie Antoinette's mom, actually. Wow, history. And she was a boss. She referred to herself as the king because her husband was the king of the Holy Roman Empire, so she was left to govern their Austrian kingdom. And I believe at this time, Hungary was also under them. So the Austrian-Hungary kingdom. So she is just a badass. She had 13 kids, 10 of them survived, ruling everything. Kudos to her because she really did the damn thing, especially way back then. And that was awesome being at the Albertina because we saw paintings by Matisse, Picasso, Andy Warhol. We just, oh, so much art, so beautiful. And the palace that the Albertina Museum is located in is also stunning. And they have a portion of the museum that has all of the rooms and furnitures that were dedicated to the royal family. So that was wonderful being there. Then we saw the Imperial Hofburg Palace. And then after that, we went to the Stronbrunn Palace, which was stunning. All of these palaces were awesome. I was just blown away. They were massive. And I also loved how they were massive, but they were also in Vienna, which was so cool. Kind of reminded me of how the White House is like in D.C., but when you look at photos, it looks like it could be like in the countryside, kind of. This is what was happening there. So that was great. We did so much that day. Had the best hot chocolate of our lives. This was to die for. It was amazing. Uh, everyone that we met was super sweet. We also got into a really deep conversation in our Uber back to our Airbnb from the Stronbrunn Palace with an Uber driver who was Nigerian. And he was telling us about how 
Austria is increasingly becoming more and more xenophobic. So he's Nigerian, but he was born and raised in Austria. And there is a Nigerian population in Vienna. And that was just interesting because throughout the day, Anna and I did not witness any black people. The day before, we did not witness black people, so we didn't know. And then he was also saying how it's hard for them to find jobs even though they are really qualified and there's just a lot of things. There's now attacks happening and subway stations and so on. So that was a humbling conversation to have. And it really opened our eyes because when you're a tourist, you don't really see the underbelly, the dark side of a particular country's society. And it's great meeting local people who can really show us what's going on. So that's what he did for us and that was wonderful speaking to him and getting a rounded perspective and then went back to our Airbnb and decided to have a chill night and watch Mean Girls. So that was really great because Mean Girls is a timeless movie. It will never age. It's fabulous and Tina Fey is a mastermind. Shout out to her. She's from Massachusetts. Woo woo. Um, and just made a masterpiece. So it was great watching it again. I hadn't watched it in a while. And watching it with Anna, we were just laughing. And there's so much that the more and more you watch a movie again, the more you realize certain aspects that are super funny that you might have not caught earlier on and so on. So that was wonderful. Saturday, we woke up early in the morning and got our butts to the train station to take the train from Vienna to Budapest. I'm saying Budapest because that's actually how you say what we Americans might call Budapest. Because in the Hungarian language, you don't pronounce an S as unless it's next to a letter that they call Z. So if the S is next to a Z, then it's then it would be pronounced Budapest. But because there's no Z in Budapest, you actually pronounce it Budapest. So we learned this from our guide at a pub crawl, who's Hungarian. She says she knows that people have actually been to Budapest if they say, oh, I've been to Budapest instead of Budapest. So the more you know, you guys can speak to any Hungarians you might know and share that bit of knowledge and also sound really cultured pronouncing the city in the actual way that it's pronounced in their native language. So when we were in Budapest, we did a lot also. In the morning, we walked around the city. We went to the fashion district, did some window shopping, and then we walked to the parliament area. The city is split into two mini cities. It's Buda and then it's Pest. So our Airbnb was in Pest and there's a massive castle that's in Buda. We walked around, they're both right there and you cross the river, the Danube River to get to the other side. We saw a memorial to Jewish people that were thrown into the river during the Nazi occupation of 
Hungary. So they're thrown into the Danube River in Budapest. So there's a memoriam of copper statue shoes lining part a part of the river and people can put flowers there and that was really special seeing that and seeing that they have this sentimental memoriam to all those who lost their lives. And then we crossed the river and went to the palace and while we were in the palace area, it's massive, we did this underground maze of darkness and that was really scary and really cool. Um, they gave us a candle lamp and we walked around and we met these two friends from Israel and this couple from Spain. So that was great doing that. After we saw the actual castle and that night we had dinner and then went on our pub crawl. So we, our tour guides for the pub crawl were absolutely phenomenal. The coolest chicks I've ever met. We were on the crawl with these amazing German friends who were super sweet, super beautiful, so genuine. We had such a good time. And we were out until 5 a.m. That's when we left the last club. And we got back home at 5.30 a.m. So it was a really long night, but such a blast with good people, having good conversation, dancing, just living it up, man. Uh, while we were at the, when we were at the last club, it was really weird though, because uh, obviously we're a group of girls and there were guys who were pushy or whatnot. They didn't get too bad, but there was this one guy who was so creepy. Like I've never been creeped out this much in my entire life. He literally was staring at us and we told him to get lost because he was just hanging around. We were like, you need to go. And he wouldn't leave and just continued hanging around our circle. So I asked this one of the guys that were around to tell him to get lost. And the guy told him to leave and he still wouldn't leave. So then, uh, and he was really, 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 really creeping me out. So then I went to the bar because I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of clubs all over the world are doing this thing where you can ask for Angela at the bar or to a bodyguard or someone. And that signifies that someone is making you uncomfortable and they need to be thrown out. So when you do that, they will get security to throw the person out of the club. So I thought maybe that would be a thing in Budapest, but the bartender did not know what I was talking about. And she said, sorry, but I can't help you. So that was really weird. And once that happened, I was like, okay, we need to go. So the four of us together went to another room in the club, but that was just so freaking weird. Like. This guy literally gave me the chills. He was staring at us with his eyes and trying to like touch us. And you know what's worse? Okay, if you stare and someone says, stop staring, can you leave? But you do not leave. That is such a violation of someone's human right. I have, I'm speechless. So that really, 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 really disturbed me. That happened. 
and we went to another place and then continued having a good time and great night. So that Sunday, Anna and I literally had less than two hours of sleep. Um, and then we went to a, a Hungarian bath. So Budapest is really famous for its baths and there's several different baths. The famous one that's the tourists flock to is called Shizenki. And we were like, okay, we don't want to do that. So we looked at other baths and found Rudis baths where we went, which is amazing, has so many things. They have a rooftop pool that's like heated and just beautiful. And it's right next to the river. So when you're in the pool, you're overlooking the city and it's just oh, stunning. And then they had this massive spa. You could get your manicure, pedicure, you could get a massage. I got a massage, it was phenomenal. I'm not really a touchy-feely type of person, but I really enjoyed this massage and I really needed it. So that was great and I spent the whole day there until it was time to go to the airport. So I came back to Barcelona, I got in at like 10 p.m., came back, took a shower, went to bed and woke up for classes on Monday. So this was a wonderful week, but actually I forgot to tell you, before the trip happened, on Tuesday was Carnival, Fat Tuesday, woo woo. So where I'm staying took a bunch of people to Stiges, which is a beach town south of Barcelona, about an hour I believe, south of Barcelona. And we went there and there were huge parades and dancing in the streets and clubs and it was such a blast. And we left our place at 9 p.m. and left Stiches at 3 a.m. So we were there the whole night and I was with a group of wonderful girls. A few of them live on my hall. One of them I met through my hallmate and it was such a fun time. When we were leaving one club to go to another, I saw this guy literally in blackface. He was wearing a orange long dress thing that was, it looked like it was made out of felt. And then he had a black turtleneck sweater with black gloves. And then his face was painted black with big over, overdrawn red lips. And he completed the mockery with a big afro wig. So that really disturbed me because I was caught off guard, did not expect to see blatant racism in Spain. Well, you always expect, I, I know to expect the unexpected, but I didn't think it would play out in this manner. So I was just shocked. He was with what seemed to be his romantic partner and a few friends and they were all having a good time and he had a drink in his hand so I didn't want to approach him because a lot of people were drunk and I didn't want to cause any issues if he's drunk you know safety comes first. But I was just shocked I spoke to two of my professors about it one professor who is also a leader in my abroad program and he said it's unfortunate but that's how Spain is because it doesn't have a lot of black people so they don't see an issue with things of this manner. And then my other professor told me that it's carnival and it's the same as if a man dressed up in drag. 
so that was shocking. I tried to tell him, like, no, this is wrong. And he's like, it's not that big of a deal. It's all happened in Spanish. So I was like, you know what? I'm calling it what it is. But that really shocked me. And if you want to know more about it, I wrote a piece about it for The Walk. So you can find that when it is published. I don't know when the piece will be published. And I include a photo of that. So that was just crazy. Other than that, my week was really great. Good vibes all around. Having a good time still out in the streets. Washing my hands and (laughs) trying not to touch anyone. Also, please wash your hands. Please, for the love of God, wash your hands. When you come back home, wash your hands. When you go to the bathroom, wash your hands. When you enter a new building, wash your hands. Wash your hands, for the love of God, please. And also, if you cough or sneeze, do that into the crook of your elbow. We don't want your germs. We don't want that in our vicinity. Please contain yourself. So that's my PSA. Stay safe, stay clean, and thank you guys for rocking with this crazy show. Love you guys. Peace and love. If you could please rate and leave a comment on this podcast, that would be great. It would help us be more easily identifiable on iTunes and so on and grow our listenership and tell your friends. Thank you. For more chill content, follow Sia on Instagram at S-I-A-L-I-N-D-A underscore and the Trillis's Instagram page at T-H-E-T-R-I-L-L-E-S-T underscore U-Pen. So again, it's at Cialinda with the underscore and at the Trillis underscore U-Pen. See y'all later. Bye.